What do I define about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, I can respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com and this is a solo episode and I wanted to title it, Who the Fuck Do You Think You Are? Conversations about authenticity and imposter syndrome because this is something that I think just isn't really talked about a lot. I think imposter syndrome is kind of a trendy buzz term, but I want people to start thinking about who the hell they think they are because unfortunately, if you don't know who you are, it makes it very hard to show up as your authentic self, which means that people are getting this version of you or a version of you that may not be in the best light, that may not be the most accurate depiction of you. And as we both know, as we all know, first impressions are really important. And so is the way that we show up on the internet, right? That's kind of how we're all connecting lately, whether it's a Zoom call, a Google Hangout, or an IG Live, like people are watching and seeing us. And if we're not showing up as our authentic, true self, it makes it very difficult for us to get the results that we want and to attract the right people into our lives. It makes it very difficult. It can, it can screw up your networking. It can screw up your daily life. It can screw up your future opportunity. Like it can just not, it, it's, it's not that great, right? So the goal is to get rid of imposter syndrome, to remove it to the best of your ability. I don't believe it's something that you can just like, decide you're going to just take it out and be done with it, unfortunately. But you can figure out ways to tone that shit down, to make it go away, to figure out ways in which you can move through life with less of this aching, irking feeling that you're not good enough and that someone's going to find out and they're going to say, yeah, she's a fraud and she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking or whatever, right? Whatever your thing is. Um, for me, I, I when I hear imposter syndrome and I looked it up and I can explain or I can share the definition with you because I thought it was really interesting and it really, for me, helped me solidify that this was the message I wanted to give today and like the thing I wanted to talk about. But it says imposter syndrome on Google. I just went to Google and typed it in. Is a psychological pattern in which one doubts one's accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. And then it says, imposter syndrome describes feelings of severe inadequacy and self-doubt that can leave people fearing that they will be exposed as a fraud, usually in their work lives. It can affect anyone regardless of their success. And so that's the good news and bad news, right? The good news is everyone deals with this, even if they're successful as hell. And the bad news is everyone deals with this. <laughs> that's the bad news. So, well, it's good news and bad news, right? But it's bad. it sucks because we have to all deal with it in some way, shape, or form. Now, I really personally haven't had issues with people, like, with me thinking that people think I'm a fraud or finding out, like, I've never had that issue, really, like, that I can think of. But let me tell you something. I've definitely had feelings of inadequacy and have had mucho self-doubt. Like, a lot. Like, a lot, right? And everything. <laughs> Not everything, but in almost everything, right? Especially when it comes to, like, business and doing things I've never really done before and that I'm trying to really make work you know, and work out, like that shit is difficult. So that's what the internet says that that imposter syndrome is. And the, the self-doubt really gets to me. So 
No, I don't walk around thinking that people are going to find out potentially that I'm a fraud or like, they're going to be like, oh, who does she think she is? She ain't shit, right? I don't really have that issue. Um, I do have others. And mainly for me, it's like, I wonder what people think of me or how they are perceiving or interpreting me as a whole, me as a person, my energy, my um, my thoughts, my, my words, the things I say and do. Like, I definitely have issues around that and what people think, but not so much about like thinking that I'm a fraud. And I think that ties right into the authenticity part because when I looked up authenticity and what it says about that, it says being authentic means that you act in ways that show your true self and how you feel. Rather than showing people only a particular side of yourself, you express your whole self genuinely. That means to succeed in being authentic, you first have to know who your true self actually is. And so for me, because I've done all this damn personal development self-help work, I feel like I'm pretty connected with my authentic self. Like I feel like Whitney knows who Whitney is and she's cool with it and we move through life and we're like, we're good. But it took me a while to get there because I wasn't always like that. I've always been kind of confident. My mom really instilled in me confidence and like I really had no reason to doubt certain things about myself. She really did. I feel like she did a great job with that because I really moved through life feeling good and like not having a lot of hangups that a lot of girls did at my age. Um, but that was, I think, her. And also I just wasn't fucking paying attention to the same shit maybe they were. And I wasn't exposed to the same things some other girls were. But feeling like you are being authentic and genuinely showing up as who you are is hella deep, right? It's talking here, showing a particular side of yourself. How many of us are doing this shit on the internet? I feel like that's what the internet literally was based on. Let's show our perfect side and only our perfect side. And if you show anything else, you're going to be looked at as weird and people might not follow you or they may just click to the next page because they want to see pretty perfect people doing pretty perfect shit with their pretty perfect lives, right? It's crazy how we're obsessed with that, but like nobody has this perfect life. No one. It's literally a facade. It's this like phony object that we're constantly salivating and chasing through other people, right? Living vicariously through strangers' lives. It's wild to me when you really think about social media, but yeah, people are showing one side of themselves for sure. And maybe you'll get two. And I think most people will show different sides of themselves because you have to, you have different moods. One day you feel good. Sometimes you have a bad day. Some days you feel really energized or tired. Like yesterday I was done. I just was tired the whole fucking day. It was really difficult. Um, But then today it was actually really great. I was productive. I got shit done. It was great. So like you can't possibly show up as the same person every single time. Like I don't believe that, but I do believe that there has to be some consistency in how you show up and the person that you're showing up as. I do believe that. And I do believe it's something that you can work on and you can become more confident with. And and that way people, when you do show up, you don't feel some type of way about it. You don't wonder as much. Like I have to let go of those feelings of, what if they think I'm too much? Like that happens a lot. Like what if they think I'm too much? What if I talked too much? What if I did too much? What if I said too much? What if I you know, was just too energetic or too extroverted or just like freaked him out. Because I, for some reason, am very attracted to introverted people. I don't know why. I just, I just like them. I don't know why. It's super weird. I actually just had that epiphany just now, but I do. And I like introverts and, and like their style. But sometimes I wonder, especially if I don't know them really well, like how they think 
about me because they haven't seen the real side of me. So it's almost like this double-edged sword where it's like, well, they haven't seen the real me yet, but what do they think about the me right now? Ah, it's only one, you know what I mean? Like, it's difficult. And a lot of people struggle with this. So I know I'm not the only one. And that's why I'm glad the imposter syndrome definition said that everyone has this issue, regardless of your success levels. At some point or another, somebody, Oprah, right? Dave Chappelle, Obama, Martha Stewart has felt like they were going to be found out or they were going to be judged or they were going to be looked at as a fraud or a phony or a fake. Everyone's thought that. Everyone. And that's kind of reassuring, but... Also, you know, being who you are, how do you navigate it? Because I'm sure all of those people I just mentioned navigate that shit differently. I think it depends on the people you hang around, the tools and resources that you lean on. This episode is for sure about personal development. But when we talk about imposter syndrome, it typically has to do with work, which I think most of us know because we're like, oh, well, you know, who am I to get that promotion? Who am I to have this six-figure business? Who am I to get all these clients and to be asked to speak? Like, who am I? Who the fuck do I think I am to attract that, to have that, to live like that? Who am I? We really question that. We really do. But we're the first ones to cheerlead somebody else on who has a big, crazy dream, right? Who has a lofty idea and their vision board is wild, right? The first ones to cheer them on. But when it comes to us, we're like, "Mm, girl, you better, you know what I mean? Like we think that we can, that it's okay to have the thought, but that's it. Like we really shouldn't go much, much more like past that, like, no, you should just chill. You you had the thought, right? It was an idea. It's the thought that counts. But uh, the rest of that shit, no, you're going to need to tone it back a little bit because reality is A, B, C, and D. Or so-and-so said X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like that ends up becoming what we focus on. And so one thing that I will say is important is to really maintain and make sure that the way you show up online and the way that you show up in life is consistent with how you want to show up in life and online. You have to be consistent. Here's my issue with social media, and I've got a lot of them, so we're just going to keep it short here. But my issue with social media is that I just got fucking tired of it. I got tired of Instagram. I got burned out. I was posting all the time because the algorithm was all about you had to be invisible. You had to be online. Like You had to be showing up. So I was showing up, girl. I was showing up all the time. I was posting. It was fucking exhausting. And eventually I was like, okay, I'm not getting results from this. This is stupid. And I stopped. And so what do I do now? I post what I want when I want. And it's become this thing. And sure, I've taken time off from Instagram and I've like had to figure out how I want to show up. But now it's like, I just don't care. It's social media, right? I may get paid from it. I may not get paid from it. I may get followers on it. I may not get followers on it. But at the end of the day, this is a representation of me. This is me showing up on this virtual space to people who may not know me. I'm going to be me. It's too hard to try to manage what people think about me from every different direction. I can't, if I tried to please every person that's on my followers list, I would die of exhaustion. It's not worth it. Same within your phone, right? In your real life. It's too difficult. At some point, you literally just have to be like, I don't fucking care anymore, right? And that's where I've had to gain inspiration from other people who have done that. And I've looked at people and I'm like, damn, they really just like don't care how they look in that picture. Or, you know what I mean? Like they just get on lives or they'll do certain things. They'll have typos in their email copy. They just are showing up. They're like, no, this is me. I have, I have one chick I follow. She's 
fucking horrible at spelling. Like every email, there's always a typo. And at first I would notice it and be like, wow, okay. Like slightly judge, don't really care. But then she started talking about it and how people would complain to her. And I'm like, damn, people actually took the time to fucking complain to her. Why didn't, you know what I mean? And that's what they did. And so she started talking about it. She's like, yeah, I suck at spelling. People, it irritates people. I don't care. Guess who's still making X amount of money? Me. Guess who's still going to write these emails? Me. And she doesn't care. Like literally has an assistant, does not give a shit, period. It's been years. I followed her for years. But like, you have to get to a point where you just don't care and you can start owning who you are and showing up as that indefinitely. Um, and that's where I've had to literally gain inspiration. I got inspiration from that, which is a super random story. But one of like my aha moments came from Chelsea Handler. She is one of the people that literally I was listening to. I was watching one of her um, shows on an airplane once. It was dark. I remember being on the aircraft and the lights are out and I'm watching her and I'm like, fuck. I'm, I, she had an episode where she, um, and this, I can't remember the name of the show because she's had a couple different shows, right? She's had Chelsea Lately, which I actually went to go see live in LA once. But this was the show after that, the Netflix series that she did. And she had at one table, it was her, Wiz Khalifa, Jill Scott, Shania Twain, and some white dude who I don't remember. And, you know, Wiz Khalifa does a lot of, a lot of weed, right? He has his own shit. And actually now Chelsea Handler's gotten into her own, like, weed company. She's been trying her own, like, edibles and stuff um, and creating her own brand. But Wiz Khalifa had this, he had this blunt. He was passing it around. Everybody was hitting it except Shania. Shania was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And so everyone's hitting the blunt. And I'm watching Chelsea and you could tell she was having a great, she was just doing her Cameras on, cameras off. Like, it didn't fucking matter. She said what she wanted to say. She asked what she wanted to say. There was really no filter. And she was unapologetically her. And I saw her caring about things that she cared about because she was very clear in what she cared about. And she showed up as herself. And because she's a comedian and she really, like, you know, she makes people laugh. But it's a lot of the times it's based off of true shit. It's For me, it just resonated. And I love her storytelling. I've loved her books. I've enjoyed her books for many years. I like Chelsea Handler. I do. And she was one of those people that showed me that I could run my shit the way I wanted to, doing what the fuck I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. And for you, that could be Cardi B. It could be Trina. Trina, somebody else, right, who has been a, a like virtual role model in a sense because she really didn't ever give a shit never in her songs. And I get it, right? It's music and it's the music industry and it's like, whatever. But I just loved her confidence. I loved how she showed up as herself. And I'm sure people were coming for her in different ways. And if she had made her music now, Twitter would be a mess, a wreck, wild, crazy, right? But she was herself. And I'm pretty sure Oprah, who has a lot of people on her shows, who's had a lot of, you know, famous folks that she's circled around with and books that she's read, I'm sure she's had thoughts about, you know, what people are saying about her shows or what people are doing or how she's running her channel. When she started her channel, I know there were haters. People didn't think she could fucking do it. And then she did it. And then it was rough at first. And then she got it together and she's still building and building and building. So it's like, yeah, the doubt is there. And sometimes the doubt's not just from you and you pick that shit up right? Even though it's not for you or belong to you, you pick up other motherfuckers' doubts. And that's something I've also had to figure out how to get around is putting putting other people's thoughts and limited beliefs 
on myself. Um, that's been very difficult, um, but I had to learn how to do it. And once I learned how to do it, this shit was mad easy. I didn't have a problem as much anymore. When I heard somebody saying, oh, well, you know, I don't know if that's a great idea. I mean, can you really, you know, can, can you really sustain that? Can you really hit that number? Is that really, I mean, taxes, like when, when I start to hear that, it's, that's when it's time for me to turn the volume down. It's time for me to turn the volume on and start to focus my efforts around being around people who actually get it. Because those are the people who are going to plant those positive seeds in your mind that you can water on your downtime instead of the imposter syndrome bullshit that you're hearing from other people and from yourself that you water instead. Because here's the reality, and you can learn this in a lot of different ways, but here's one way. The thoughts that we think end up becoming reality, right? So if we're sitting here thinking all this negative shit, focusing on the 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 stuff that we think might happen, the things that we think people might think, the feelings that we think people might have, if we're always in this maybe might, I don't know mode, it makes it very difficult for us to focus on the fucking reality, right? What's in front of us and to be able to pick up those pieces. I've, I, I gave this example of somebody who was in my life or is in my life who had this years ago was like, when I hit this point in my life, and I have this happen in my life, I want it to be this way. And I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. And I don't want anyone to help me. I'm going to figure it out on my own, right? So then that thing happens, right? And they're in this life, they're living this life, they're doing these things. And these people try to help her. And she's like, Mm-mm, you don't know. I'm doing this on my own. I said I was going to, I don't need your help. And so she's created this reality for herself that these people are wrong, they're not right. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And that she's right. She's going to do it the way she wants to. So she's created this reality. So when that person that she doesn't want help from gives her help and advice and she tries it, they're always going to be wrong. And if they're right, it gets kind of hush-hush under the rug. That's the kind of shit that for me means and reiterates the fact that you create your own reality. If you want people to always be wrong, people are going to be wrong. If you want to always, you know what I mean? If you want to always be right, you'll always find reasons that are going to point to you being right. Period, period. That's just how it works. So the last thing that I, I want to talk about here about imposter syndrome and about figuring out how to move past it is to really start to, and I said this before in a previous episode, I think, when I talked about confidence and showing up with the facts. Um, the, when we read the definition of imposter syndrome, it talked a lot about like inadequacies and, and whatnot. And I think it's great to focus on the opposite. And that really kind of ties into what I literally just said um, is that you've got to focus on the things that are going well and the things that you are actually quite adequate at. When you focus on that, it makes it a lot easier to move forward and to say, yeah, no, you know what? I, I do kind of struggle with that. However, I've managed to hire somebody to help me, or I've gotten a friend to help me, or I have done some research to help me, and I've done these things to try to help me. That way, you don't have to sit in this feeling of feeling inadequate. You don't have to doubt yourself because you've literally brought someone else into the picture. And I think what ends up happening is we typically will sit with stuff way longer than we need to, and then we don't get results and we get mad. And then it starts to, that reality starts to play in where we're like, oh, well, I guess I was right. Look, I tried it and it didn't work, you know, or I'm inadequate because I don't know. And then it didn't work when I tried it. So I really think it, it behooves all of us to figure out what our inadequacies might be, where we might struggle and might need support and then act on it. Act on it in a way that's going to move the needle and help us move forward. Because the great thing about Imposter syndrome is that it's typically fleeting and it's temporary. We don't always sit in this feeling of inadequacy or, you know, 
imposterism. <laughs> Whoever says that. We don't. We really don't. I hope, I hope we don't, right? I, I know I don't, but I hope you don't either. And so that's where we have to move forward. And, and again, if you're somebody who needs to get additional support in different ways, then do that. One of my favorite authors who's taught me a lot about personal development is Wayne Dyer. Dr. Wayne W. Dyer, I think. Wayne W. Dyer, I think his middle initials was the W. Not the point. The point is, Dr. Dyer is one of my favorite freaking people who's ever walked this earth. And he writes some phenomenal books that will help you get your internal shit together. Uh, Michael Singer, I believe is his name. He wrote The Untethered Soul. Amazing, incredible book. That was an Oprah book like seven years ago. I love it. It's one of those books I continually pick up. I have a copy. I'm going to do a giveaway with that book. That's the first book I'm going to give away because it means so much to me. There are books that are going to help you figure out how to find out who the fuck you are so that you can show up online, so that you can show up in life, so that you can show up at work, in your business as the best version of you. There are books out there. There are seminars, online conferences you can go to, um, people you can hire, right? Mindset coaches, life coaches, therapists, um, anything, anyone. You can literally do almost anything to get there. Maybe this means you got to tap into your spirituality a little bit more. Get back into church, get back into the Bible, get back going to the mosque, whatever. Figuring out ways that you can start to show up as this best self is what you have to do. And, you know, I'm very curious who the people were in your life who showed you what it meant to be unabashedly themselves, unapologetically who they are. Who are those people for you? And think about that. And if you don't know anyone or you can't think of someone, then look, look for people. Look at how people are showing up online, people you don't know maybe, and see like, does this person seem authentic to you? Is this person acting in a genuine manner? Is this person someone that you feel is the same person that you might meet in person, right? The person you see on the screen is the person you might meet in person. Is that, is that, is that the case? I'm curious because there's a lot of people I follow, especially these influencers, who if I saw them in the, in the front yard or somewhere like at, at uh, Sephora or some shit, they would not be the same fucking person they are on camera. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee it. That's why I watch RuPaul's Drag Race because I can guarantee most of the bitches you see on the show are going to act that way in person. They're going to act that way in person. It's, it's, you want people to be, you want to be around people who are authentic. And the influencers who show up on camera, who act a certain way, who say certain things, who seem to be A, B, and C, like those people aren't always people that you see in real life. And you've had that happen. I know you've gone online, you've either met a friend on the internet or you were dating and swiping on Tinder and you met somebody in person who was not who you met online. It happens. It's very difficult, I think, for people to show up authentically online as the same person they are in real life. I do get that. It's very difficult, especially when social media literally sets you up to look like a fake person with living a fake life. Literally. Imposter syndrome is Instagram. It is. Because the fear is that people will realize what? That you have back fat, that you... (sighs) have a really shitty relationship, that you don't really like being a mom, (laughs) that you, what, that you take weird supplements. Like people have, they think that, that someone's going to find out who they are because they've been pushing this like impossible person on the internet. And I hope that's not you. And I hope that if that is you, that you find release and you find relief from that because it's not sustainable. It's not fun. It's not cute. It's not genuine. It's not helpful. And it's just not necessary. It really isn't. 
That's why the people who are showing up as real authentic people are the ones who are doing better. They're doing better because they don't feel this burden and this pressure of imposter syndrome constantly because they know who the fuck they are, or at least they're cool with who the fuck they are for now. I think you have to kind of pick either or, you know, I'm cool with who I am right now, or I know who the fuck I am. Pick one, but don't do the, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I'm going to show up as today. And um, yeah, I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses slash Kardashians. Boom. That's just not good enough. That's going to leave you floating down inadequacy lane. I like that. <laughs> anyway, I'm serious though. That, that really is stuff that, that, that's the path for inadequacy, trying to keep up with other people, comparing yourself constantly to what other folks are doing, focusing on shit that doesn't matter. That's the stuff that's going to keep you floating down that, that lane or that river, that lake, whatever. Okay. We really have to move towards doing what makes us feel good. It makes us feel light. Doing, posting what the fuck I want on Instagram makes me feel better. I have had people do audits on my account and say, oh, um, why are you posting this? I'm like, because that's the fuck I wanted to post. It's funny. You didn't laugh? Oh, okay. Well, then you're not my people. <laughs> clearly, clearly, because my people would laugh. Shit is funny. I like ratchet shit. I like TikTok. That's what I'm posting on my IG page. If you don't like it, you can find somebody else. I'm not going to be this like perfect coach on the internet with a podcast. No, who the fuck wants to see that? I don't want to see that. And I don't want to be that. I want to be Whitney because that's who I am off camera. And I want to be consistent because it's too difficult and it's too time consuming to be anything but. And I like regular Whitney. She's great. I have a great time. I laugh at shit. I listen to a lot of ratchet music. I share all that. If you go to my IG page and you go to the highlights, there's a, there's a highlight called jams. Lots of jams there. All kinds of shit. Literally. And I love it. I got stuff from like Sabrina Claudio to like ASAP Mob. That is me. I love Tyler, the creator. That is just what I want to hear. It's just a part of me. And you have to be okay with that. I'm reading this book, Super Fans. I talked about it last week on the podcast. In this book, literally, I read a chapter the other night. He says, what was the what thing he said? No, because the first thing is about reading um, the lyrics and like speaking the language of people. But there's a, there's a section he talks about, um, I think it was the Drive the DeLorean page or whatever. I think it was that one, that chapter, where he basically talks about how you've got to find the thing that's unique to you and just like be that, do that, like own that. Because people are going to remember you because of that thing. Like, because you know I like ratchet music and TikToks. Like when you see my shit, you're going to be like, "Uh uh-huh, this is a TikTok. Yeah, I wonder if Whitney's seen this or, you know what I mean? Something like that. It makes people resonate with you more because it's like a you thing. And it could be anything. It could be you're really into Harry Potter. It could be that you're really into Sex and the City or, um, I don't know, Netflix. I don't know. I don't know. Veganism. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> they always make fun of vegans because they make they say that vegans make it known that they're vegan. Um, it's important that people know a, a bit about you. That's where being realistic and being relatable come up, right? Who the fuck do you think you are? Who are you? You're not just one thing. You're not one faceted. You're not one layered. That's boring. And it's 1000% not true. Even if you don't think there's anything interesting about you, I can fucking guarantee I'm willing to bet my vehicle. There's a lot of really interesting, unique things about you. How do you find those out? Well, you can ask someone, Hey, what do you think like are my things? Like if you were to go to the mall right now and like shop for me, like, what would you buy? What would you say that like I'm into? Ask someone. It's typically very obvious. And if they don't know, then do some digging, right? Look at your Amazon history, your search history. What do you buy? What do you like to do? You know what I mean? Like most people know what they like. 
So like, that's it. That's you. That's you. You are who you are, what you like, what you do, what you, what you feel, what you're attracted to, what you enjoy. That's part of you. It's an extension of you. So own that. Um, and then be okay with it. Even if it's fucking random, right? His whole thing, Pat Flynn, the author of Superfans, his whole thing is the DeLorean. He's obsessed with this fucking time machine, um, movie, which I actually, to be honest, I don't think I've actually seen the whole thing, but he's obsessed with it. Like people send him back to the future shit. They send it to him. And there are people like that. Like there was this TikTok I saw that talked about like your mom, your mom's spirit animal or something. And like how like every woman at a certain age just like buys a ton of shit of like the same animal. And it's like a frog for some women or like um, a giraffe or, you know what I mean? Like random shit. <laughs> that shit was so funny because there's a neighborhood, the neighbor in our neighborhood has like frog shit everywhere. And then there's somebody else who has turtle shit everywhere. It's like everything in their yard is turtles. And I'm like, why are they so obsessed with fucking turtles? But it's a thing. Everybody has their thing. Who are you? Who is your thing? What is your thing? And then how are you going to show up? And then how are you going to own how, the, how, the, how you actually show up? These are the questions. I want you to think about it. I want you to marinate in it. If you're comfortable with who you are and how you're showing up, muscle tough. Wonderful. I love it. Tell me why. Tell me who inspired you. What has inspired you or triggered you to be the way that you are and to show up unabashedly? Or who do you know that does that? I think it's so cool. I want to know. And if you're not, I'm very, very curious how you're going to move in that direction. What are you going to do to help change that narrative, to help move away from imposter syndrome, negativity, doubts, inadequacy, feeling less than, mean girl syndrome, bullshit, blah, 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 into something that feels better? How are you going to do that? That's the question. That's how you figure out who the fuck you are. And that's that on that. <laughs> All right, guys, that's that on that. I would love for you to share. I'd love to continue this conversation. Hit me up on the gram at Whitney Danielle Co underscore and at Network and Spill. I'm also on Twitter. I think my ad is Whitney DC underscore maybe. Hit me up over there too. I have a great time on Twitter. I really do. And on TikTok. So send me shit. Tag me. Um, send a screenshot of you listening. I will do more shout outs. If you're interested in this Untethered Soul book that I've got and you're wanting it, uh, hit me up. Let me know. I'm going to do a raffle or a giveaway or something soon. I'm excited. I haven't done one. I've been waiting for this moment. And, and here's a pro tip. I may probably will um, incorporate the rating, like reviewing my podcast show as part of the giveaway. So if you haven't already given me a five-star review, definitely do that because I think it may either give you a second um, uh, entry into the giveaway or it may be required. I don't know yet, but just do it because it's nice. And if you don't have an iPhone or like an Apple like product situation, like an iPad, then find someone who does. And if you can't find anyone, then just like send me screenshots of you listening because that also makes me really happy. And maybe I'll put you on my highlight feed and I'll do a highlight feed of like people fanning or like actually listening and, and tuning into the show. That'll make me happy. So anyway, I got to go. I hope you're doing great and you have a great rest of your day and your week. I will be doing an IG live about this. So stay tuned and I'll talk to you later. All right. Cheers. Cheers.